Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, Oddings. This is the Something Scary Podcast. I'm your Ate Sapphire. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. We'll start with a story called Someone's Taking Over My Body, and you can find the animated version over at youtube.com snarled. And after that, I have a chat with John Braver, the director of the interactive horror show Delusion in Los Angeles. So, want to hear something scary? Someone's taking over my body. Have you ever had an out-of-body experience or slipped into a very realistic daydream once in a while? 15-year-old Lizanne has multiple times. But they're more than just daydreams. She believes that someone is trying to take over her body. The earliest incident Lizanne can remember was when she was eight years old. She was cast in her school's musical about vampires. One of the musical numbers required them to form a pyramid, sort of like what cheerleaders do. Lizanne was on the second to the bottom row. She had never done anything like this before and was incredibly nervous. And then Lizanne couldn't move. She was paralyzed. Her entire body was frozen in place. She couldn't open her mouth to call for help or wave her hand for someone's attention. Then everything began to fade to black. Lizanne was alone until a young boy appeared in front of her. He had short blonde hair and clean, semi-formal clothes. He held his hand out, motioning for Lizanne to come to him. She had never seen this boy, but felt compelled to go to him. No longer paralyzed, Lizanne stood up and ran towards the little boy, and then found herself back in the auditorium. She crashed onto the ground and rolled off the stage, her fellow cast members following the same fate. High-pitched screams filled the auditorium. Lizanne tried to stand up, but realized very quickly that her arm was broken. Are you okay? How did this happen? Lizanne's mom, Melanie, asked as she drove her daughter to the hospital. I fell during rehearsal, she said, leaving out a very important detail. Lizanne continued to have these strange blackouts and thought it would be best to not let her mother worry, so she kept them to herself. When she was 13, she was waiting at the train station alone. It was a hot day and she had a tendency to get overwhelmed by heat. A train sped by and she was engulfed in a cloud of hot air. She started to feel faint. Then everything around her turned black. She was back in that familiar void. That same blonde boy appeared a few dozen feet in front of her. What are you doing over there? Get over here. The train's coming, hurry. In a daze, Lizanne began to walk towards the boy. 
until she felt someone grab her from the back. Lizanne snapped back into reality, just as a train whipped past, narrowly missing her nose. Are you trying to get yourself killed? Pay attention. The summer after that incident, Lizanne and her friends were hanging out at the nearby lake. They were laying out on their towels by the water and joking around. And then her friends said a word that triggered something inside of Lizanne. She doesn't remember exactly what her friends said, but she remembers her body just stopped working. She closed her eyes and saw a face with no eyes and no nose, just a smile like the Cheshire cat, but much more evil. She reopened her eyes and found herself in the middle of the lake. Lizanne didn't know how to swim. She started flailing her arms and legs around in a panic, trying to stay above water. Her friend jumped in and was able to pull her safely ashore. After everyone had calmed down, Lizanne turned to her friends. What just happened? Um, you started mumbling really weird things, and then you stood up, turned around, and screamed at us, and said that you were going I'm to kill yourself. Kill myself. And then you jumped into the lake. I don't remember any of that. These blackouts were starting to get much more serious. Lizanne had kept these incidences from her mother because she didn't want her to worry, but something very strange was happening and Lizanne had to know why. Mom, I have to tell you something. Lizanne began to tell her mom about all the blackouts and her eyes became wide with terror. Lizanne thought it was because she didn't believe her. They sat in silence for a few moments. Melanie took a deep breath. I was right. I was right this whole time. Melanie had sworn that she wouldn't tell her daughter about what happened when she was younger. But after hearing the fear in her daughter's voice, she knew it was time. When Lizanne was small, she was very close with her great-grandfather on her mother's side, which is her Indonesian side. Indonesians believe in the concept of Ru. It is the spirit that continues to exist long after the physical body has gone. It is far beyond human understanding and a very ingrained belief in Indonesia. So Lizanne's great-grandfather told her stories of Ru to help her cope with the fact that he would physically be leaving her soon. And that day came when Lizanne turned four. Despite the comforting stories her great-grandfather told her, she was still upset and missed him dearly. Melanie began to worry about her daughter's well-being as she noticed that she was more emotionally closed off than before. So every night, she would take a peek inside her room to check on her. Most nights, she'd be muttering gibberish through tears under her breath. But some nights, she wasn't in her bed because she was sleepwalking. There are a few times when Melanie walked into Lizanne's room to find her sitting on the ground, surrounded by her dolls and stuffed animals. She'd be having a full-on conversation with them while her eyes were shut. While it was always a bit of a shock, nothing compared to the time when she found Lizanne standing at her open bedroom window, reaching in front of her, crying. Grandpa! Melanie rushed over to her daughter and pulled her from the ledge. Lizanne, what were you doing? I was going to Grandpa. While Melanie was incredibly superstitious, Lizanne's father, Ryan, was not. Melanie insisted that they take her to a priest to make sure something otherworldly was not going on. But Ryan shut the idea down. Instead, he took her to a psychiatrist who explained that Lizanne's behavior was completely normal for a young, grieving child. So after that visit, Lizanne's parents agreed to never bring this up again. 
Without telling Ryan, Melanie took Lizanne to the nearby church. They told the priest what had been going on and he explained the situation. When Lizanne's great-grandfather died, she became susceptible to spiritual attack. The Rue of a young boy saw this opportunity and attached himself to Lizanne. He waits until she's emotionally vulnerable and tricks her into harming herself. His goal is to have her join him in the spirit world. Can you get rid of him? Melanie begged. I'm sorry, but I cannot. You're too late. What do you mean? You waited too long. He has been attached to your daughter for so long that to get rid of him would mean getting rid of her. I am so sorry. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, more Something Scary. I had the honor of interviewing John Braver, a professional stuntman and the director of Delusion. I'll let him explain a little bit about what it is if you don't know what it is. Uh, I went to the show a few weeks ago and was absolutely mind blown. So if you get the chance, tickets for the spring season are on sale right now at enterdelusion.com and I highly recommend buying your tickets soon because they sell out really fast. This is a phone interview so I apologize for the audio quality but nevertheless I hope you enjoy. Lisa F. Harris, John Braver. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for uh, doing this. Yeah, sure. No problem. So I recently attended uh, Delusion for the first time a couple weeks ago. Uh, I had never been before, and it was the one that was like on my list that I had always wanted to go to. And it 
was I thought it was amazing. Um, so just really briefly for those listening who have never attended a Delusion play, could you tell us a little bit about what they are and a little bit about the Blue Blade this year? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. First of all, congrats. This is your first time coming through yeah. ever. <laughs> that's great. That's a cool one to start with. Um, and, and we're going to bring back old shows, so you'll be able to revisit them. Oh, awesome. Yay. Uh, well, not revisit, visit them for the first time. But um, so, if, yeah, if you've never been to Delusion, it's uh, it's really like stepping into a movie and playing a part in a movie. Um, <clears throat> with uh, It's theater with, you know, no walls. Uh, and it's it's you're living inside of, a, you know, it's a living, breathing world um, that we've created. So you're in the story. You really have, it's, there's nothing quite like it. You're, you really feel as if you've entered another world. So um, it's interactive theater. It's a moving play. So this is the most simple way to kind of describe it. It's a moving play. Um, you're not sitting down. You're moving through the story, um, interacting with actors and stunt people, all choreographed to uh, an original score, hence the, uh, the movie quality feel to it. It's about an hour and 10 minutes, and it, it goes through different acts. So you know, I write it like a screenplay as well, too. And uh, so it really, it really is sort of, you know, as I said, like living in a movie. Um, this one is an action-adventure one, which takes a bit of a departure from like previous ones that were more horror-oriented. Uh, this one has some creepy, eerie elements to it for sure, but uh, it's more an homage to my favorite films, such as like Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's got a very Indiana Jones feel to it. And, um, yeah, it's small groups, eight people at a time moving through the story. And uh, it's... It's re- the story itself on the Blue Blade is just about a, a woman named Evelyn Lowell. She's a professor of this organization called the Safeguard Society that uh, is protectors of rare antiquities. And she stole this precious artifact called the Blue Blade, which can cut through the fabric of space and time. And she uh, is missing. And you're sort of recruited by the society to go and track her down and figure out what exactly happened. So it's mysterious and it's adventurous and it's just a, a crazy good time, like unlike any other yeah, I loved it. I immediately texted like all of my friends afterward and I was like, we have to go together next year. Oh, yeah. I mean, spring's available. So this is the time when like a lot of Delusion fans have come through. They're like, oh, my God, I want to take people and sold out this fall. Well, we for the first time ever, we extended to spring. So there are tickets oh, available starting February 14th. Perfect. Good to know. <laughs> um, yeah. So the show obviously has a lot of moving parts. Um, there's a lot of choreography involved, like getting everything perfectly planned. Putting on something like this must be very challenging. I just wanted to know what was one of the biggest challenges that you had to face? Part of your question, I would remove the word perfectly. because I'm glad that you feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, it's live theater, so it could, it could be messy at times, but it's... Um, but the audience might not ever, not ever know. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that we got open is kind of crazy. That we actually opened in time. Uh, the biggest challenge was the, like the scope of the project. It was our biggest build yet, and um, you know we're creating different eras that you're going through. It's a big risk, like financial risk. Uh, people think like, oh, you got a hundred dollar ticket. These guys are you know doing pretty well. Uh, complete opposite. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's still theater. It's still a small theater. Uh, we're you know just trying to scrape by and to make this work. But we, you know, when I do something, I like to do it big and I like to uh, make this feel as if it's like a million dollar epic feature film that a little theater company is putting on. So I think the biggest challenge was, yeah, financial challenge and like a timing challenge, trying to get this thing up in time. Um, Within, you know, we remember our production designer, Kevin Williams, he's 
incredible. And he, he and his team put together um, a six-week schedule and was built built like four different time periods. So In six weeks? It, six weeks, yeah. That's that's absurd to me. <laughs> it, is, it is absurd because <laughs> it's absurd for many reasons. Because we actually like, you know, we probably lost some of our lives in this thing, like years <laughs> of our life. Aged. I mean, I'm 22. But, <laughs> I mean, I've aged like crazy. So we all have. It's It's been... Yeah, that I mean, if we want to be really honest, yeah, it's challenging to put this stuff on and to like keep your sanity. And, and anybody who does theater knows it's it's tough. This one was uh, our our most difficult one yet. So I'm just very proud of the team and the fact that we actually opened in time. Yeah, it so was amazing. Day, <laughs> yeah, and um, you know, aside from all of the problems and challenges that you face, uh, what's what are your favorite aspects about live interactive theater like this? Yeah, and I do. I love aspects of it, like a lot of aspects of it, enough aspects that keep it going. You know, it's, it's, I think the biggest thing that I love about it is definitely the uh, audience reaction. I think mm-hmm. when people come out of it, like, for example, this, this woman came out and, and everybody's like sweating when they're done. It's just, it's pretty action oriented and um, it's a workout. And so when this woman's coming out, she's fanning herself and just got the biggest like kid smile on her face and, I overheard her in the lounge. She she's like looking at her friends, just breathless, and just like she, she just just yells out. She's like, "I feel like a kid again." Oh. And I was like, "I was like, that's it. Like that's it right there." That was. I mean, out of all the difficulties, like you hear stuff like that, it's like it's like you're a a, a tank with gas. Like it yeah. runs on empty, and you hear that, and it starts to fill up again. And it's exactly what it's like. It's like, oh my god, that's so cool. So since I was a kid, always, I love taking people on adventures. Like that's always been in my DNA and in everything that I do as a kid growing up in college, everything. So this is like a perfect, you know, evolution. And that's just seeing people going on an adventure and just be kids again. It's, it's intoxicating. Yeah, seems like it. So although this year's story wasn't like as horror based as previous years, I still found myself really freaked out at times. Um, I was just wondering, where do you get your inspiration for how to scare your audience? Um, and why do you think we love immersing ourselves in horrifying stories? Well, I'll start with the second part. Why do we like immersing ourselves in these kind of stories? I think there's nothing brings people closer together than like the fear of death, like getting close <laughs> to something exhilarating and you know being able to come out on the other side and talk to each other about it. Or you know, not even just horror, but just like, you, I think immersing yourself in these kind of events are, it's a, it's escape on another level beyond like movies and, you know, 2D kind of thing because you're actually living inside of it. So um, it affects you in sort of a, a granular sort of way. I mean, it, it affects you subconsciously. You don't even know how it affects you until maybe weeks later and you start revisiting some of your experiences. You don't, you didn't quite piece together. And it, it's, I think it just affects you in a deeper way than people even think because we need like we just need this stuff we need like humans need this kind of connection we need like tangible experiences and just being connecting to other people and this is just a great it's a great avenue for people to explore that um that which they you know either lack or just don't get enough of and well that's the same thing i uh, don't get enough of um so yeah i think that's why we we do it. but also like you know let's hey let's go let's go skydiving together or let's go do this let's go climb this mountain together like you want to go on adventures together and I think we just like doing that. Um, The first part, the question, um, what's the inspiration for horror? Like a lot of people like old school horror movies, Mm -hmm. like, you know, Alien is one of my favorites, like uh, The Shining, Omen 2, you know, Amityville Horror, stuff like that. These are like 
lingering psychological horror. Most people these days like really enjoy the psychological horror, and that's that's been a big inspiration for me. Stuff that stuff that lingers. I, I'm big on. I don't do any like blood and guts or anything like that kind of stuff, just because it's it happens and it's over and done with. And it, whereas the the more psychological stuff lingers. That stuff, along with like role playing games, I'm, I was a big gamer, trying mm-hmm. to return to my game roots right now. But I'm, like picking up Dungeons and Dragons playbooks recently. Oh. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, like gaming, role playing games. That's that's been a big inspiration as well. Too, uh, you get terrified with some of these games, like uh, you know Resident Evil or movies that you watch, you know, Aliens. Like I said, these are these are things that just I don't know. They they like sit inside you and you know. wonderfully horrible way (laughs) (laughs) i mean i love it um yeah so uh our fans love ghost stories this is a uh, scary storytelling podcast and i was curious to know if you or anybody that you knew had ever experienced anything paranormal uh well i guess you could say it's paranormal i'm not sure so much about the other team i mean there has been probably have to talk to them about it but i'm sure that they've come across um strange occurrences in the old houses that we used to use like a hundred year old homes but me personally i was shooting a, a, a this film i was directing called the hypnotist um and out, out in linda vista hospital if anybody knows like Ooh, in la yeah. here <laughs> super hot yeah yeah the place is terrifying so <clears throat> that's a a big landmark place that we all know about and but i don't think it's there anymore i think it got demolished oh. um actually yeah, i think it's it got turned into a the elderly home or something like that. Anyway, I wouldn't want to be put there. Yeah. It's like being built on top of like a graveyard or something. So I was down in the the cellars. Uh, we were shooting we were shooting something. Or no, I was going, to, going down there to do a little scout with somebody. And it's like the, the boiler room kind of thing. I think they even shot like Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street down there or something oh, like that. Awesome. So this is, it's just ter- terrifying. And it's, you know, it's, it's underground. It's got like large metal doors and apparatus and you can imagine all this stuff rusted and um unused and so there's this giant circular door that you can open up and open it up and there's this like it's as if like like long underground tunnel it just went on as far as the eye could see and it was it was terrifying it might just my my brain talking but i opened it up and i heard like a breath on the whisper like a whisper on the breeze kind of thing like coming out of as if I released uh, spirits within that tomb, I kind of opened it up and I heard something coming towards me through like the dark tunnel. Very well could have been somebody trying to escape and they saw their, the door open, Whoa. trying to get out, but they were far away and it was just, just like, oh, yeah. it's like this weird talking, like you can almost hear like a little voice and some light was shifting a little bit down there. And it was pretty dark, but there was like some weird light. Maybe there's light spilling in from where I was, but it didn't, it didn't, it's source. It didn't make sense. And I, I obviously, you know, myself. And then I um, <laughs> closed, closed the door uh, in that order. So yourself then, close the door. Um, and I just I just locked it shut. And I said, we're going to go upstairs now. And we just ran. Oh, that's but, so uh, creepy. Yeah, that place is, yeah. Have you ever been there? you ever been no, inside it? No, I haven't. Yeah. Well, you, you, no, no chance anymore. I know. Unless maybe when you turn like 80 and you want to be admitted into that place, then... <laughs> Yeah, go maybe. for it <laughs> awesome well yeah. thank you so much for joining me um is there anything 
else you would like to plug? Uh, I mean, the biggest plug right now is for people to experience it again. I mean, it's it, organic for the first time of people, you know, you have been once, uh, there's multiple paths within the show. If you can remember, there's a few mm-hmm. different avenues you can take. So a lot of people have come two or three times since tickets are sold out this fall. As I said, we can, you can go to enterdelusion.com and we've extended for the first time ever in spring. So February 14th to June 30th, there are tickets available. So I would say, Move your ass and get on it. <laughs> Grab some tickets. <laughs> well, thank you so much, John. All right, cool. Thanks, Zephyr. All right, bye. I'll see you. If you'd like to submit a story, send an email to somethingscary@snarled.com. This podcast is also available in video form at youtube.com/snarled. Until next time, sweet dreams. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.